What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Tuesday. This week, we welcomed another guest. Her name is Katie. So Katie is a freelance photographer and videographer who has been running her own business for over two years now. So we chatted with her about her quitting a job that she hated, turning a creative passion into your hustle, and dealing with imposter syndrome, and so, so much more. It's really fun to like have a creative on the show. Mm-hmm. We were kind of saying you know, before we started recording that we've had a lot of entrepreneurs and people like that, which is awesome. And we love chatting with those people, but we definitely also want to chat with more creative. So it was great to kind of pick her brain and see how she how she does her art and how she is growing that into a business. Yeah, definitely. And you guys should totally check out her Instagram, which is linked down below because um, she does some amazing work. And even if you're not you know, local to the area, I think it's just really amazing photos to look at. Um, yeah. And so she does, like we said, photography and videography. And she's kind of shifting more towards videography. So you can check some of those out on her Instagram as well. But I think you guys will really like this episode, especially if you are doing something creative that you're wondering if you can kind of monetize for yourself. Um, I think this is a great one to listen to. So before we do that, let's start with our week in review. So these past few weeks have been a little funky for me (laughs) because I've actually been out of my house for almost two weeks now. Um, And that's because my parents had done some traveling. So kind of out of an abundance of caution, I was staying with my boyfriend's family just while they kind of did their quarantines. I'm actually going back right after we finish recording this. Um, But I feel like just being out of your like element is strange. Like I kind of like, obviously I spend a lot of time here. So it wasn't like I felt like I was in a foreign environment or anything like that. But in a way, I feel like when you're not in like your normal setup, it does almost feel like you're on vacation, like for no reason. Like, (laughs) like I was working from here and everything, but like on the weekend, like I was just like hanging out. Like I wasn't like editing the podcast episode that we recorded before this that like normally would be edited by now. And like, I don't know, doing like self-care things. Like I was just like chilling. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I've been out of my element. Um, so I'm excited. I've, I'm really grateful that they were able to take me in, obviously. And it's been a great time. But I'm excited to get back into a routine, hopefully. Because I was like, even my walks, like I was like, I don't know my route here. Like <laughs> he actually lives near the high school in our town. And so I walked around like the high school track a few times. And I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Um, but yeah, super grateful they could take me in. Um, and it was fun to have a change of scenery, but yeah, I've just been feeling a little bizarre. (laughs) Um, but more importantly, Kylie and I, uh, not to spoil your week in review, but Kylie and I both got vaccinated, which is crazy because I, I don't know about you, but my mental timeline was that this wouldn't happen until like legit like fall. Like I was thinking like August at the earliest. So I feel like the fact that we were able to get it sooner than that is like such a blessing, especially compared to like other countries. Like I just see how other countries are like dealing with their rollout and like the U.S. really did, like, a whole 180 here. Like, we got some new management, and we were like, (laughs) let's hit the road. Like, we, like, really turned it around. So I'm very, you know, happy about that and proud of us for doing this distribution process well and everything and grateful that we live in a place that does it well and in a state that does it well, too, because um, Kyle and I both got vaccinated in New Hampshire. And it was funny because when the whole vaccine process first started, you know, no shade to New Hampshire, but we were were, – Um, eligible to get vaccinated in either Massachusetts or New Hampshire. And just given like 
the buying power that Massachusetts has and like the general yeah. like I don't know like efficacy I guess of like the state like I just kind of thought that we would get vaccinated in Massachusetts um but I actually got vaccinated in New Hampshire like both of us I think before Massachusetts even opened up for our age range so like I don't know I'm just blown away that this has like already happened and very grateful and I feel like most people I know are kind of getting vaccinated around this time so yeah um I don't know it's just crazy Vax girl summer, baby. No, it's it's shot girl summer. Shot girl. Sorry. I've seen (laughs) both. I've seen both. I like shot girl summer though. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so like you said, this is also part of my week in review. So at this point you're in like that two week, uh, stunt of just like waiting for it all, waiting for your MRNA to like do the work and then you'll be fully vaccinated. I'll be, I think I have like nine days or something at this point. I don't know if the two weeks really Obviously, I'm going to be cautious for the two weeks and beyond it. But I wonder, like, is it actually two weeks or is it just like when I start stop feeling crappy? Because I felt yeah awful. <laughs> I felt so yeah. bad. Like, I took the day off work. Like, I was like, no, I was out. <laughs> so I'm like, now that I'm back, I'm like, does that mean I'm, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'll wait two weeks. But yeah, that's the science. Yeah. So you're, you're in the home stretch. I, at the time the episode comes out, I will have had, had my second dose and will be in that like two weeks of just being cautious, but probably in the clear. Yeah. I got Pfizer and I only mentioned that because my TikTok for you page, I'm not kidding. I was on the ride home from getting my vaccine and my TikTok for you page knew that I got Pfizer because it was like only hot girls get Pfizer. And I was like, how do you, how, I know. I know I'm a hot girl, but how do you know that TikTok? Like the algorithm just knows me better than I know myself at this point. And it's crazy. I just think like the like brands or I guess just like the personalities or like exclusivities yeah. that people have assigned to the vaccines is like so Gen so Z. Funny. Like nobody else would have done that. Um, and I saw this one TikTok that or maybe even like multiple at this point that were like, hey, this is actually like not great like you're actually messing with people's like mentality around getting like other vaccines which is you know bad (laughs) um and so I think it's kind of interesting how much like I don't know social media can blow up ideas like that just like people making a joke and then people actually have like a preference from that joke um but yeah no I've had a lot of that too just like a lot of like vaccine banter like on my for you page (laughs) and I'm like if you had shown me this in like 2019 like Literally, none of those words would even make sense. Like <laughs> Pfizer, Moderna, like I wouldn't even know. What Never that heard was. of them. Like, so <laughs> so weird, legit. Um, and then before I get in, I do have a weekend review that is on vaccine related. But I feel like it's important to mention that even if you are getting vaccinated, which you freaking better be if you can, uh, make sure you're still wearing your masks and doing all of that and waiting the two weeks and being cautious uh, to help out all our friends who cannot get vaccinated for medical reasons and things. Like that. Don't be reckless. It's shot girl summer, but watch out for your non-shot girls who can't do it. They deserve a hot summer too. (laughs) Yes. And I'm sending you all good vibes that wherever you live, this process is either underway or like not too Mm -hmm. far for you. Because I know some countries just have like a totally different timeline right now and some are way ahead of us and some are behind us. And so if you're in a place that's, you know, far behind, I'm sending you good vibes and I'm hoping that the rollout the rollout happens for you soon because I know it's tough to like watch the rest of the world get relatively closer to normal and to feel like behind and everything. So yeah, fingers crossed, but anyway. Yeah. 
So for my non-vaccine related weekend review, guys, I won an award. I'm like, oh my god, I'm famous. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so most of you guys hopefully know that I had to do an oral argument. And I say most of you guys know that because I had a whole weekend in my life episode where all I really did was stress about my oral argument. Like I could have named the episode listen to Kylie stress about her oral argument and it would have gotten the same point across. Um, So I did it and I actually got an award. So the award is called the Distinguished Oral Advocate. Essentially what that means is I had the second best oral advocate or oral argument in my section for law school. So that's pretty cool. I got a certificate sent to me. Um, so I'm going to put that on my resume. But yeah, I was just kind of like, it's funny how I stress so much about that stuff. And I don't consider myself a good public speaker. And like, I do realize it's ironic because we have a podcast, but I don't consider this public speaking. Like I consider this talking yeah. to Anya because like, it's very easy to dissociate the fact that like other people are listening right now. Yeah. Because people aren't listening at the time that we're talking. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's no like live audience going on. Exactly. But like, when there's any sort of live audience, it's very scary. And then, like, put in the fact that, like, your live audience is actively judging you. Like, that's the whole point is for them to judge you and grade you. I'm like, this is terrifying. So I did work my little butt off because I was just so nervous. And I was like, I need to at least, like, look like I tried my darndest, even if I say, um, every other word. Uh, and I didn't. So that was good. But I still didn't think, again, law school is graded on a curve. This was no exception. And so I was, I'm always of the mindset that's like, okay, I did my best and I'm happy with the product, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to like get me where I want to go. Cause there's just the possibility that someone did it better. And like that actively affects your grade, which is stupid, but it is what it is. So I didn't like get my hopes up or anything like that. So then when I got this email that I had gotten this award, I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. So I'm trying to keep those vibes going for Mm -hmm. everything else. Uh, We'll see. Because I did have a panic attack the other day because a friend of mine called asking questions about our contracts class and I just knew none of the answers. So that was awesome. I was like, "Hmm, don't ask me that. That's an offensive question because I don't know the answer. Yeah. So finals are coming up for me which means you'll get a lot more stressed out law school Kylie. So if you're looking forward to that. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like a very good resume builder um, term. Obviously, I know very little about um, all of this, but (laughs) I feel like doing second best in your section is pretty good. So congrats. I feel like if anything, it's just like, I'm assuming most law schools, like, call if they have a similar award, they call it, like, different things. So just to see, like, distinguished oral advocate will make someone go, ooh, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Like, it means I'm really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it means you should hire me. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, awesome. yeah. Well, congrats, pal. And Thanks. let's move into our favorites. So I have two quick favorites this week. The first one is a new Starbucks drink, which sounded very... I ordered it just purely because it sounded bizarre. And I was like, I need to know if this is any good. Um, It is the Starbucks pineapple matcha. So for those of you who have been listening for a little while, you know that I'm on a a coffee journey. Mm -hmm. And that journey is Mm -hmm. to stop. Um, (laughs) 
So, and it's not because I don't like coffee. Like I keep, I keep trying to say this because I'm not like anti-coffee now by any means. I'm just trying to not have it every day because my sleep was like very drastically affected by my caffeine. Um, and so I've been feeling a lot better since I've switched to matcha and I'm just trying to find like fun drinks to get out. Cause I feel like there's like, I feel silly getting like a Frappuccino or something. So I'm like, I just need like mature non-coffee drinks that I can like order places. Um, so I was like, I'll give it a try. It's so fun. It's so fresh. I just thought it was a really cool flavor profile. I, it's a little quirky, but I would highly recommend it. Honestly tasted, I guess kind of like pina colada vibes, like minus the coconut, which makes sense. Um, so highly recommend. And it was also one of those things where they made me the wrong drink first and then they let you keep them both. So that was nice. Um, they made me the pineapple, pineapple passion fruit, like guava something. It's like basically oh. a refresher. So I think she literally just saw the word pineapple and made that drink. And then when I went to pick it up and I was expecting to see matcha, it was pink. And I was like, you were like, mm. and she was like, oh, is something wrong? And I was like, sorry, I was expecting this to be green. And then she read it. She's like, oh yeah, that should be green. <laughs> Um, so that was one thing. So give it a try if you're into matcha. It honestly doesn't even really taste that much like matcha. Um, so highly recommend. The second favorite I have, this is kind of weird, but just like stickers in general. I've been into stickers. <laughs> I've acquired several different stickers and I feel like I'm just like, I guess this goes back to like a greater theme of like me realizing that you don't have to like change your personality when you start working. I don't know. For some fields, obviously you do. Like I think for the legal profession, there's like a level of professionalism that you have to have. But for my job, like the, we're pretty, I don't know, like I work with entrepreneurs. It's like casual. So I've been like putting stickers on like my hydro flask, like fun flowers. I literally have like a cat, a cactus, a sushi, a cherry, like on my laptop. Like I'm just like expressing myself. <laughs> um, it's been really fun. So highly recommend getting like a sticker pack and just like brightening up your day. Cause literally when I see this like smiling avocado on my keyboard, like it makes me so happy. So um, very cute. And go to Michael's, get yourself one of those. Like, I literally got like a sticker book that like children get. Um, and it's been great. So kind of random, but I'm literally putting stickers on like everything I own. I put them on my Switch. Um, I put them on like my embroidery supplies. It's I've just been going off. So it's been fun. And I need to order some on like Redbubble or something because I definitely want to support like more independent artists like as I get more into stickers. But mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> those are my favorites. Nice. Love that for you. Love a little self-expression. Um, my favorite, this is going to date when we're recording this a little bit, um, but it's Fearless, Taylor's version. We have the first re-recording for her albums. I feel like I've mentioned this, but I'm kind of like a, a new Swifty. She came mm -hmm. out with Folklore and Evermore, and I was like, all right, Miss Taylor, like I'm sold. I yeah, will be obsessed with you. Um, so I was really looking forward to this because it feels – it kind of feels like I get to like celebrate the coming out of the episode or the episode, the album, even though like when it actually came out, I wasn't a fan. So I didn't yeah. necessarily like care. I knew all of like, I knew you belong with me who didn't scream that at the top of their lungs when they were like 13. Um, but yeah, Forever and Always is my favorite. I do support Joe Jonas slander. <laughs> so feel free <laughs> to slander his name in my presence. No, I'm kidding. I was always a Nick girl, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, Forever and Always is just such a bop. The way I loved you, I'll tell you what, is is it toxic? Absolutely. But like, is it true? Yeah, it is. And if you know the song, you know. But those are probably my two favorites. Um, I haven't really listened to the Vault songs because I was just so excited to listen to like the actual ones and like hear if they're like 
any different. I don't think they sound too different. If anything, her voice just sounds a little bit more mature, but not like crazy. Yeah, no, I've seen like I've I've just listened to the ones I've listened to a few. I haven't listened through like the whole album because I also just don't know a lot of those songs. Like like you said, I wasn't a huge fan those days. Um, but I've seen TikToks that are like literally analyzing her breath at like this part of this song or like the way that she like um sings this in this tone in this version and this tone and the other one and people are so observant of like I also think it's because she is such like a detail oriented artist like she all of the hints she provides are like so minute and whatever so I think people are looking for like literally anything different because they're like what does it mean (laughs) and all this stuff so it's like crazy yeah yeah so I'm looking forward to because I'm now on Taylor Swift TikTok and I've done everything that I can to not leave because I'm so invested and most people think that 1989 is going to be the next one mm-hmm. she re-releases, which I'm excited for because I would say 1989 was the first time that I, like, started to listen to her, like, out, like on my own. That's when yeah. I would start to, like, play songs of hers on my own, not just, like, hear it on the radio and be like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so I'm really excited for that. I'm also excited because so many people want Harry Styles to collab with her on the song on style. style that would be i insane. just want it so bad like <laughs> he's that like would be so i got good. that james dean day dream literally oh my god that would be incredible i think i would like perish just like yeah fully. perish vocab. <laughs> that's so i don't know why that was a shock um yeah i mean i think they have like i think they have a decent relationship right like there's no beef i don't think they talked to the grammys yeah which i mean so. after seeing that performance if i was taylor swift i'd be like hey harry miss <laughs> yeah, you. Like, by the way <laughs> that song i wrote about yeah you know remember that one like yeah do you want to like collab <laughs> wear the leather suit when we do it thanks <laughs> yeah Here i'm like so. working with bonnie bear now like i'm kind of i'm like artsy i'm like a little <laughs> indie i don't know i have this new album it's called like evermore before <laughs> a little indie yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed that that's the case, um, and that actually happens, but we will see. So yeah, if you have any fun Swifty stuff, feel free to DM me, because I'm fully invested. I am a Swifty gal now. Yes. All right, let's get into our episode with Katie Holtzhauser. All right, and moving into the main interview portion of today's episode, we are really excited to welcome Katie Holtzhauser to the show today. So she is a 23-year-old photographer and videographer based in New Hampshire who has had her own freelance business for over two years. She has a passion for capturing special moments and creating amazing memories for people to keep forever. And she has a big focus on creating an environment where clients feel comfortable and have fun in front of the camera. So her business is called KH Photography and Videography, KH Film, sorry, my bad. Um, And we're really really excited to welcome her to the show. So hey, Katie, how are you doing today? Hi, guys. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you because the listeners might know that I've been lightly dabbling in photography. I've been playing with film and um, I recently got a mirrorless. So I've been having fun. So I want to like pick your brain a little bit and uh, have to do like a... I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wait, you have to tell me more about that after, Anya. I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not like great or anything yet, but I've been having fun so far. I actually just got my film developed from like the fall, which I didn't even remember it was on there. Um, So it's a fun time. That's so awesome. She showed me some. I think you did a good job. (laughs) Oh my God. That's awesome. I don't, I don't mean to derail the conversation so soon, but um, (laughs) I, (laughs) I love disposable cameras and I know that's different from film cameras, but you'll have to tell me like, 
your experience with the film cameras because you might convince me to like buy one. <laughs> oh yeah, no, mine wasn't even expensive. We can talk, we can chat offline, but I've got, okay. a, I've got a place. So I'll let you know. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> so Katie, so our listeners can start to get to know you a little bit better. Would you mind sharing a little bit about your college and post-grad experience, starting with where you went to school and what your major was? Yes, absolutely. So I went to St. Anselm College, and if you're not from the New England area, um, it's a small liberal arts Catholic school in New Hampshire. Um, I also grew up in New Hampshire, about 20 minutes away from there, so I never really went far from home. Um, I studied political science, and Kylie, actually, I was on a pre-law route when I was there, so it's kind of funny because I'm doing the complete opposite of that. You know, now I'm doing photography, videography. Um, so I actually interned at a law firm, like a real estate business law firm when I was a senior in college. And then when I graduated, I worked there for a year. Um, and then when I was working there, I was just like, you know, when you kind of like have an idea in your head of what you were like supposed to be doing, like, that's what I thought. I was like, I'm supposed to go to law school. That's what I've always thought I was going to do. But I like, wasn't really taking any steps to like, make that happen. Like I kind of was always like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to take a break for a year and then like figure it out. Um, but then I kind of knew in the back of my head that I like wanted to do photography, wanted to do videography, but um, never really thought I could make a career out of it. Um, so I was setting up my nine to five job for a year after graduating. And I was like, I hate this. I hate it here. I like, no, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so that's kind of when I realized like, I'm going to make this happen. Um, so now I am getting my master's in marketing, focus in digital marketing and running my business, doing photography, videography. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit of my background. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I don't know if Kylie has any words to share on the, the law school route. <laughs> I was going to say, is this my sign to drop out of law school and oh, start? No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's funny that you say that you started on a pre-law track because I started not thinking I was going to law school. I went into school as an English and secondary education major. So I feel like it always flips that way where the people who go into undergrad thinking I'm going to go to law school are like, never mind. And then all the frantic like humanities majors are like, what am I going to do with my life? Law school. Let's go. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. Maybe I'll drop out and become a photographer. Who knows? No, <laughs> no, because you seem to be like, like I was doing politics and I lo like I really love politics. Like I'm passionate about it. And it was really I, I wouldn't have changed my major because it was something that I enjoyed learning about but it was one of those things that like you're a politics undergrad and people are like what are you gonna do with that everyone jokes like you're gonna be the president like there's not like a clear like path with that like you kind of have to have an idea um so I it was kind of weird like I would so I always think I thought I wanted to do law school because I it was just an idea that I put in my head like early in college um, but I don't think I ever actually wanted to do it. Um, so I'm I'm glad I didn't. But I think you're on a good path because it's something you're actually good at. So don't let me change your yeah. mind. All right. Deal. Deal. I won't drop out yet. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of relate to what you were saying with political science because I was um, I went in originally just poli sci and then I ended up combining with environmental studies. And that's more the route that I've gone down now. But I did have um, the experience of like, so I like like politics and whatever everything but like what do I do with this so I think that's like a common thing um and what's really cool about St. Anselm where Katie went is that they host like the New Hampshire primary like a lot of the stuff related to it so there's like a very active I feel like from what I can tell at least on the outside like political environment there um and I know that's a pretty small school too so can you kind of talk about your experience going to a really small 
liberal arts school that maybe is like more politically focused than most? Yeah. So I, for the reasons that you just said, like it's such a politically like driven school. And that was so cool for me because my, so I graduated 2019. So my freshman year was the beginning of like the 2016 election. And that was like so cool because they had like the debates there and they had like every, so the pres like during the primary, um, every day, every week, there was a new candidate there, like, um, having like a discussion, like it was just like really cool. Like they would come to our classes. Like, so I saw like every, um, candidate come through, um, and I even got to work at, um, so New Hampshire primary week, every student, like in my major got like some type of cool job. Um, so I got to work for CBS, like as like a runner, it wasn't like a crazy job, but like just to like get to do that was really cool. Um, but being at a small school was like, I liked it, but so for my education, it was really great, like definitely beneficial, but like socially, it kind of was like kind of high school, <laughs> you know, like very like clicky, very, um, you had to like, I mean, you become so close with everyone in your major because you're with them every single day. And like from the minute you get to freshman year until you graduate. Um, but I loved it. I mean, it was definitely worth it for like my education and like for the experiences that I got, but it did make me a, a couple times throughout my time there. I was like, I should have looked at bigger schools, but now like looking back, I wouldn't have changed it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I really hear you on that, especially because so I went to Assumption uh, in Worcester for undergrad, which is like literally St. A's like sister school, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, very small Catholic school. And I, I hear you on, there were times where I was really happy I chose a small school and I was like, this is great. Like all of my closest friends are so close to me and are in my classes and my class sizes are small and this is so great. And then other times I was like, for the love of God, if I pass by this one person another time on campus, I'm literally going to drop out. So yeah, it's definitely, there's pros and cons. And I'm sure people who went to big schools like Anya, you know, have pros and cons for big schools. Um, but Definitely something I didn't consider in the college process as much as I hoped or as much mm -hmm. as I should have um, when choosing a school. Um, we have a whole episode on that, too. It's very yeah, early, true. so don't judge us for the production quality. <laughs> yeah. But it's like one of our first five episodes, I want to say. It's like on the topic. So check it out if you want to hear more. Yeah, for sure. Um, but kind of going back to your major in political science, and you started to allude to this a little bit. So obviously you majored in political science as an undergrad student, and now you're in grad school for marketing. So can you talk a little bit about that pivot, why you chose marketing, especially with, you know, starting photography and videography? Yeah. So most of that the decision came about, um, at the beginning of like the pandemic, and I think that was like a time of my life where I was really like sitting down and being like, what do I want to do? And like kind of reevaluating a lot of my choices. Um, so as I mentioned, like once I graduated in 2019 for about a year, um, so from like that May until the following April, I was working at the law firm and I was just, I was really, really unhappy there. It was a very toxic workplace. I was doing work that I didn't like to do. Um, and I was just thinking, I knew I wanted to go back to school at some point. Um, but I didn't decide that I wasn't going to be law school until maybe the fall of that year. So I was trying to figure, and this was when I was still doing photography, but not like, not nearly enough to be like full time. Um, so this was kind of when I was going back and forth, like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do marketing? Do I want to go to law school still? Like, it was just kind of like back and forth constantly. 
Um, I think I had kind of given up on the whole politics thing. <laughs> like, um, so I started looking at just like programs and it was also kind of like the pandemic was making me just really like a lot of pressure, I think, to kind of figure it out. Um, but marketing, I was always kind of drawn to, but St. A's also didn't have an, like a marketing major until I think my senior year, which is kind of crazy now looking back. But um, so I never thought about it. I never thought about doing marketing. But once I decided to do it, it was a really great decision for me because it's something that um, like the second I started doing my marketing courses, the material that I was learning, I liked it so much more like immediately. I was like enjoying my classes. I was like not stressed about the work because I actually liked it. And the stuff that I was learning, I was like putting to use in my business like every day. Um, so I was really happy that like the second that my classes started and it's still like, it's still work that doesn't stress me out because I actually enjoy it. And it's actually like helpful to my business, like everyday operations. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I made that decision and I'm happy about it. Yeah, definitely. I've always thought marketing um, was really interesting as well. And I can see why if you have your own business, it would be really handy information um, so I was curious to ask, I feel like obviously it seems like your plans since graduating undergrad have kind of changed a lot in a short amount of time. So I was wondering if you could kind of speak to that. Cause I feel like a lot of what we talk about on our show is like an expectations versus reality thing. So I'm curious, like, did you ever think you would end up doing what you're doing now and doing photography and videography, I guess like full time? Um, and just, I don't know how you would feel about, about that. Yeah. Um, so no, I didn't like, if you told me like when I was graduating, like two years down the line, I, this is what I'd be doing. I would be like, no. <laughs> um, but I think like my whole thing is that like, I used to think I was going to graduate and like move to New York city and work in like some like marketing firm agency. I have no idea. Like I used to, I don't know what I thought I was going to be doing, but I did not think it was going to be this. I didn't think I was still going to be living in like Manchester, New Hampshire. Like I have no idea what I thought, but um, my whole thing now is that like, you need to do what like makes you happy. And I would rather, and I put this in my notes for like a later thing to talk about, but like I, my whole thing is like, I prioritize like doing what makes me happy and like running my business makes me so happy. And like being able to like do photography and videography is like, I just, I can't even believe it's what I'm doing. I'm so happy doing it. Um, and I'm just, my whole plan right now is like, once I finish my master's, if my business isn't working out, I can take another avenue, you know? So that's kind of what my plan is. But to answer your question, no, I did not think this is what I would be doing. Um, I thought, I don't know what I thought it was, but it was not this. <laughs> um, so I do, I don't know. I think you can't like set a plan for yourself when you graduate college because it changes so fast. And like, if you set a plan for yourself, it's like you're, I don't know if you're going to be disappointed, but you're going to be surprised for sure. Yeah. Kylie and I were definitely surprised <laughs> graduating <laughs> into the pandemic for sure. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you touched on, you know, how your um, photography and videography business makes you the happiest. And that's a really good transition into our next question, which is, when did you discover your passion for photography and videography? Has it been, you know, always something that you were doing or is it a more recent thing? Just curious when you got into it. Yeah. So um, I've like always kind of been the type to like have a camera in my hand. Um, but I would say that my, like my real passion for it started like my sophomore, junior year of college. Um, so I started making like recap videos of like my summers, like my years. Um, and then I studied abroad and started making like travel videos every time like my friends and I would go on like a weekend trip or anything like that. And like, 
I would make these videos and my friends would be like, I thought that like everyone made videos like this. And my friends would be like, you have a really creative eye. And I would be like, okay, maybe I do. (laughs) And that's when I was like, I really want to do wedding videos. So that's kind of when I got interested in video. Um, But then I kind of had this idea that like you had to get your foot in the door with photo first um, because there there are a lot more opportunities with photos like with photography but um so that's kind of what I started doing I started taking pictures of my friends and like having my friends model for me and like started to build a portfolio uh, with the idea that I wanted to do both um but I my senior year of college is like when I really started like becoming more serious about it like building a website building an Instagram like telling people like hey I'm gonna be a photographer like if you (laughs) need anything um so then like the year following was when I kind of following graduation is when I kind of started very rarely like once every two months would get like a paid shoot and then it kind of it kind of like I would say the beginning of the pandemic which is kind of crazy is when I started like booking weddings and then some of them got like postponed which was it was upsetting to me at the time but the summer of the pandemic was like when I would, that sounds so crazy to say the summer of the pandemic. Like I hated hated that. Um, But that's like when I was the busiest, like, and that was crazy to me because I was like, if I could be this busy during a pandemic, like I, it was crazy to me that like people were still like booking their weddings, like for the next year. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of when like my business like started. And then that's when I, I don't even think I mentioned this, that I quit my job because I hated it so much. Um, and kept doing this and then was doing my school like full time. So since April, it's like almost been a year since April of last year, I've been doing um, school and just running my business since then. So yeah, that's honestly, it's really cool to hear that you were so busy in the pandemic because I feel like I, I wouldn't have thought of that of photography and videography being so busy. So I think it's a, a telltale sign that when the world is finally normal, and we're so close to it, that it's definitely going to take off for you and you're just going to be so busy and living your passion. Um, but I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about your visual style and sort of describe it for people listening. Yeah. Um, so I would describe, so like my video style, I always describe to, um, you know, like clients that I'm like potential clients when I'm talking to them about like their wedding video. I always say that I like to keep it like simple, like very like home video style. Um, kind of like vintagey, if that resonates at all. Um, and like documentary kind of style. Um, nothing crazy like over the top with like editing. Um, and then with like photography, very kind of like natural, candid. I'm like obsessed with capturing like emotion, you know, like genuine like emotions between people. Um, I always love to say to people if I'm doing like their wedding or like engagement photos, stuff like that, I love to tell them like, I love to capture the moments that like you're going to look back and like not even know happened, you know, like on their wedding day or stuff like that, because like that's really all it is like on your wedding day, like, you know, the first kiss happened. Of course, I'm going to capture that. But like you look back and like you're not going to see like your mom crying in the front row or like you're not going to see like, you know, like the little things that like you don't notice on your own wedding day and then look back in your wedding film and just be like, oh, I didn't even know that happened. So um, just like the little things I think are really um, like it doesn't all have to be like big grand gestures. Um, So I just I love all like the small emotions, like the small, genuine things like that. I don't know if any of that made sense, but that's my (laughs) that's what I like to capture. (laughs) 
No, I think that definitely made sense. Um, and I love that. And you guys should definitely check out um, the Instagram. We'll have it linked in the description because it really is beautiful. And you can tell that you put so much into you know your feed and just the cohesiveness and everything. Um, and whenever I think about like filming a wedding or taking photos at a wedding or something, I feel like I would just be so nervous because it's like obviously like the biggest day of someone's life like thus far um so I imagine it's like a pretty I don't know maybe it's not but for me I can imagine it would be like a pretty stressful process so I was kind of curious to ask like in general I guess what's your favorite part of the process whether it be shooting video for a wedding or like photos or something like is there one part that you really you know look forward to yeah so I so I definitely get nervous and lucky for me like the first wedding that I filmed was like one of like my close family friends and it was like a COVID wedding. So it was very small. Um, so I got very lucky with that because I wasn't nervous for that because she was so easygoing and I felt like it was a, of course I was like careful, like capturing everything. But um, the first wedding I did that I like didn't really know the couple as well. I was super nervous because I was like, Oh my God, like what if I mess up? But that's something like I go, I focus more on wedding video. So I don't, I don't currently offer like wedding photography. I don't feel like I'm ready to do that. And I also like doing wedding video more. Um, but wedding photography, I'm like, what if you miss the first kiss that you can't recover from? <laughs> like, I, um, but sorry, I'm like not answering your question. My favorite part about the process. Um, I love like capture, like I love capturing just the emotion as I mentioned, but like my favorite part is when I'm like with a couple and this could be like film or um, photography, but I just, when I'm like with them and I like get a shot and I just know that it's like such a, either a good shot or just like an emotional picture, like, and you just know that it's like a real moment between them. I just love that. Um, and I also love when like I deliver, like whether it be a film or a like gallery of photos to a couple um, and they are just like so happy with them because like, I, although I love like capturing the emotion, it's like also making people like feel beautiful and like when they like see the photos and they're like I love them it's like you know that they like feel so good in their skin like seeing these photos so I like that too like that's always a good feeling yeah I'm sure it's like the best feeling in the world to see these like beautiful moments just captured for people um and I'm curious if you have a favorite photo shoot or occasion that you were able to capture on film or that you photographed um I don't have so I leave like every shoot being like that one was my favorite. Um, but I would say like, I've, I've said this a million times, but like filming weddings, like I just think they're so great. And um, if like besides weddings, I would say maternity shoots are so special. Um, I think they're so fun. And like, just, just to be there for those like moments of people's lives is so crazy. Um, and like the fact that they chose me to like capture that, it's always just such like an honor. Um, so yeah. That sounds like literally amazing. You're making me like want to take this more seriously, which I think we'll get into later. But (laughs) You you should. um, (laughs) So I have like a hot take question or like a devil's advocate question. One of those annoying ones that I don't necessarily agree with, but I feel like people might be thinking. Um, so, you know, nowadays almost everyone has access to a device that takes pictures. You know, all of our phones can take pretty good photos and it's just in the palm of our hands. And so I'm just curious to ask you, what do you think is the difference between a professional photographer, someone that does this as their career or a professional videographer and any other kind of hobbyist photographer? Yeah. Um, I kind of love this question. Um, so 
I would say like you could always and like you said like everyone can be a photographer these days and like so many people have like a hobby of photography which I honestly think is great like I'm I'm like not the type that would be like no don't do it like I love it yeah yeah like I love it like it like one of my I was doing a photo shoot with a couple of my friends I don't know if you you did see it Anya because I remember you commented on it of my friends yeah it looked so fun oh thank you um my roommate was taking some she's not a photographer and she took some of um like myself and the other girl who is a photographer and we were like you should buy a camera like become a photographer with us like I just love it but anyways to answer your question like I would say you could always tell the difference between like a hobbyist and like professional photographer like uh, like obviously like there's like influencers and there's like professional photographers truly these days like anybody can become a photographer is like my point like it's not to take away credit from professional photographers because if you put the work in and put like the amount of time in that these people do like most photographers including myself are self-taught and like all all of the information and like education is out there so if you put the time and the work in and like sometimes like the money to like buy the education like you can become a photographer you just have to put the time in and like if people want to do that I think it's amazing like I fully encourage like everyone to become a photographer I think it's awesome um the only reason it frustrates me that iPhone cameras are so great is that is because like why do I spend thousands of dollars on cameras if my phone takes such great pictures um but yeah no I think that I think that's a funny question because it's like it doesn't bother me because it's like if you're not going to put the work in then you're not going to become a photographer you know Mm mm-hmm Yeah, that's fair. And I'm curious, you said that most photographers are self-taught. So what is your advice for for a beginner photographer who's just uh, learning how to do it themselves? Um, I would say my biggest piece of advice is to just go for it. You know, like I think the hardest thing, the hardest thing to overcome is like what people think of you. Like, you know, putting yourself out there on social media, it's so hard and that's so scary. Like putting your face out there, like I, the fact that I was nervous to like make an Instagram is crazy. Like a, like a photography Instagram. Um, and like, you're always nervous, like what people are going to think if you don't succeed or like if your work isn't good enough and like, it doesn't matter what people think if you don't succeed. Okay. Well, you tried. Like what happens if you do succeed, you know? Um, so I always say like, just go for it. I say, I say that to everyone, whoever people come to me and they're like, like my best friend, she like does makeup and she's like, should I start a makeup business? I'm like, yes, every day. Yes. Just do it. Like (laughs) just follow your dreams, you know? Um, in terms of growing like a photography business though, I recommend like channeling your creativity, using your friends as models, like build a portfolio. Um, if you're just starting out, like shoot for free with your friends until you have enough work to like create a portfolio once you start growing friends family and clients are going to recommend you and then you can start charging like what your talent and what your work is worth um so treat yourself like a business and then so will other people so that's what I would recommend is just go for it and practice and it'll happen it's funny that you said just go for it because we've had like a ton of entrepreneurs on our show and that is literally always what they say is like you just have to jump in like you just have to start Um, And so I think that's such a trend in all the advice that we're hearing. Um, But I'm curious, when did it occur to you that you could turn your hobby into a business? Like when was the moment where you were like, oh, I could just jump in. I could just start. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say like we were talking about before, like last summer, fall, like when I was just super busy um, and I was kind of thinking to myself, like if I'm this busy during a pandemic, I like imagine how busy I would be like during normal times. Um, And also, I'm kind of talking as if I'm this like seasoned professional, like I still have a long way to go. And I still have like, all these things that I want to accomplish. But 
like the only reason I'm full time right now is because I'm still in school. But like, that's what I'm doing for myself is like creating like different options for myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I was saying before, it's like all about your priorities. Like I'm fine with making less money right now than I would if I stayed at my nine to five because I'm like confident that like what I'm doing is going to pay off in the long run. And if it doesn't, that's okay because I tried. That's kind of what my mindset is. Um, Mm -hmm. Like if I finish school and it's not working out, then that's okay. (laughs) Like I went for it and I would rather go for it and then fail than not, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's answered your question, but. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think for those of you listening, uh, used air quotes around fail. And I think that's something Mm -hmm. definitely to like highlight because at the end of the day, if you're trying and you really want to do something and it just doesn't work out, like it's not a failure. Or if you're going to categorize it as a failure, like you learn from literally everything that you do. And I feel like I would so much rather have tried something and have it not work out than be wondering like, what if it could have worked out? Like, what if I could have done that and it was successful? So I'm glad you used those air quotes. I think that's really important. Um, And then as far as clients go, you started to talk about this a little bit, but how do you connect with different clients and how are you building um, sort of like a client base to work with? Yeah. So when I first started, I pretty much told everybody in my life, um, my family, my friends, I was wicked annoying on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I basically like posted constantly, like I would share like different types of sessions I was offering, or I would share work from a session. Um, everyone in my family would share it for me, stuff like that. Um, so like social media marketing, basically you just have to spread your name out there. Um, but another thing that's so important is like word of mouth like client referrals is how I get so many clients. So that's why I've realized it's so, so, so important to like create an amazing client experience with like the clients you already have. Um, and that's why it's like, you're like photographing or filming like the most important moments of these people's lives. Like you have to make sure you're not treating it like a business transaction, kind of like, Oh, pay me this much. And then I'll be there at your wedding. Like, this is their wedding day. Like you need to start a relationship with them from the moment they reach out to you and like maintain that relationship. And it's almost like you, once you form that relationship, they're like not to do it only so they refer you, but it's almost like a natural thing. And that keeps it going. You know, like I had a bride last summer that I'm like super close with and she's gotten me like she, like I get messages like every week that Jen sent me to you or whatever. And it's just like, you have to form relationships and that's kind of how it grows. So. And I feel like having a creative type of business is kind of different than having, I don't know, any other type of business because it's such a like vulnerable thing because on one hand, it's like you are providing a service obviously to these people, but at the same time, it's like your art and like your artistic vision. So I feel like it's kind of an interesting position to be in. Um, And so I was curious to ask if you ever struggle with like imposter syndrome when it comes to photography and videography and also comparing yourself to other creatives, other photographers, and if so, like how you deal with stuff like that. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Like I, so I, when I saw that question, I was like, oh God, Um, this is something that I think like every like creative struggles with. I also go through like phases of it like some day some weeks I'll be like so confident I'll be like this photo set is incredible and no one can convince me otherwise and then other weeks I'll like go through a whole week without going on Instagram I'll go like a month without posting I won't even scroll through the feed like it just it goes through ups and downs um but something that I always tell myself that you like have to remember is that like 
and you guys know this, like social media is such a highlight reel. Like everyone questions themselves. Everyone doubts their work, which stinks, but it's like no one posts about that. No one posts about like in the photography world about like the weeks that they didn't book anyone, the weeks that like they are going through the comparison game, like no one posts their bad days. So it's just like you have to remember that when you're comparing yourself to other photographers, because everyone's posting about how booked they are and like how incredible their clients are and like all their amazing work, which is awesome. Like I'm always so happy for them, but it's like sometimes I have to like unfollow certain photographers or mute certain people just because they're making me feel insecure and like that's nothing they're doing intentionally it's just you just have to like protect your peace I always say to myself um and then there's this also like there's this big phrase in the uh, photography like world and I it's probably in other industries too but like community over competition I don't know if you guys are familiar mm-hmm. with that um and some people are so great about it and like they'll refer you out to the clients that they are available to work for and like they'll hype you up and just like they're great friends to have Um, And then some people just, like, aren't, you know? You just have to be, like, very mindful about, like, the people that you're, like, befriending and, like, make sure that everyone has good intentions that you're, like, surrounding yourself with. Um, Because, like, if you're, like, alone in the the photography world, it's pretty lonely. Um, Or if you're around people that are, like, don't have good intentions. Um, Because some people don't want you to succeed because they're, like, intimidated by your success. And, like, I've definitely had moments like that where I'm jealous of people. And, like, it's just natural, I think. Um, But... People wanting you to fail is a terrible mindset. So like you can't surround yourself with that type of energy, I feel like. So the truth is there's so much business, so much money to go around. Like it's only makes sense for you to be like lifting other, like everybody else up. If Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So it's more fun that way, I think, to just be supporting each other. Protect your peace. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, and I, I love talking about imposter syndrome. I feel like it's something that every single post grad deals with. I know I've talked about it all the time and I'm glad you mentioned like the ebbs and flows of it because I feel like that too. I feel like some weeks I'm like, I'm the queen of the law. I'm going to be the best attorney there ever was and it's going to be great. And then the next week I'm like, what is a plaintiff? I don't know. So (laughs) I get it. Um, And I'm glad you like bring that up because I think that's super normal. Um, And just you have to remind yours. I like the community over competition because I think that really helps tackle imposter syndrome when you can just break down that like facade of everyone's doing better than me and just connect with them and see that like you're all the same person you're all just aiming towards the same goals or similar goals um so I'm definitely going to keep that in mind moving forward it seems like law school does not bring that energy law school does not (laughs) no law school the curve does not warrant that energy no curve does not warrant that energy but there are some people they're just a lot harder to find like you really have to look under like rocks and dirt and really dig for them (laughs) but you find them eventually and it's fine um but I'm curious this is kind of a two-part question but what was the biggest challenge you faced and the biggest reward you faced of being a freelancer yeah so I would say the biggest mistake like that I've made that's kind of ongoing um because I still do it sometimes but um it would be like is saying yes to everything and like not setting boundaries with myself with myself and like with people if that makes sense I'll explain a little further but um when people see like entrepreneurs mostly like artists photographers videographers um first starting out they really like to take advantage of them um and by that I mean they like to like offer them opportunities that had air quotes around it um in exchange for like exposure experience stuff like that 
which can be really great. Like some opportunities like that are sometimes awesome chances for exposure and experience, stuff like that. But sometimes they're really just trying to like use the person for free work. Um, And at some point um, you have to kind of just be like, okay, I've had experience though. And at this point I'm, I'm working for money. Um, And so I would say like to kind of, avoid doing that in the future like you have to form and establish boundaries like really early with yourself because if you're saying yes to everything it's kind of like you're gonna burn out really easily um and you're gonna overwork yourself because like it's easy to say yes to everything at first but if you're trying to get experience like with weddings you don't need to be photographing like a soccer game you know (laughs) like you need to find a niche and like stick to it and not like be saying yes to everything just because you think it's gonna like further because I've said yes to things that like I thought was gonna give me exposure but it really was just kind of a waste of time and also like made me feel used if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and then you said biggest reward yeah um I would say my biggest reward is honestly just being able to do what I love so much but also like meeting so many amazing people and just like the relationships that I formed I just never thought was possible because being like like running your own business, you're by yourself a lot of the time. Like I working from home unless I'm at a shoot or a wedding or anything. So it's like the people that you're working with are your clients. So it just the people that I've met made it like all worth it. You know, they're so great. And like, they're just so like, I feel like it's, it's kind of crazy how I've met all these amazing people. And I'm just, and they trust me to like, like I said before, capture the most incredible moments of their lives. And I just did like, forever grateful for that because I feel like I'll have like a lifelong connection with them (laughs) like it's just um that's so rewarding to me so yeah for sure and then what are your goals for your business and kind of like your five-year plan moving forward especially as like I said hopefully we're moving out of this pandemic and into more normal life (laughs) I hope so um (laughs) I so I ultimately want to be I, I think I'll always do a little bit of photography, but ultimately I want to be moving towards like wedding videography full time because right now I'm doing like moving towards the summer. I have like weddings booked, but also like a lot of um, photo like photo work, too. But um, like if if we're looking five years down the road, I would love to be doing all wedding video. I would also love to start booking like travel weddings, like destination elopement, stuff like that. Um, I think I need to grow a little more before I can reach that type of like target audience type. Um, I don't even know how to reach people like that right now. So um, I have to grow a little more, but that's definitely like five years down the line. I would love to be traveling to um, destination weddings, elopement, stuff like that. So yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, it's traveling for work, but it's traveling for fun work to like these amazing places. So that definitely Mm -hmm. sounds like an ideal plan. Um, and do you have, this is like my selfish question. Um, do you have any advice for people who want to take their creative hobbies more seriously other than what you said earlier, which is just to do it? Do you have any, um, other pieces of advice that you would share or tell your past self? Yeah. So practice like all the time, like in, in your free time, just practice and post. Like if you don't want to post to social media, I totally get that. But I like my like little catchphrase, you know, practice and post people aren't going to know what you have to offer if like you're putting it into the world. And then, okay, I heard this little catchphrase on um, like a podcast. I hate that I can't give it credit because I don't remember what the podcast was, but it um, it said 
don't wait until you're perfect to start. It's okay to start messy. So I love that, you know, because if you wait until you're perfect, you're never going to start. So just Mm -hmm. go for it while it's a little messy. And like, I wish I told myself that earlier, because if I started a little bit earlier, I feel like I would be a lot farther along, you know, so so Anya, go for it, girl. <laughs> I was going to say, where's that Insta, that Insta going? Yeah, I, need to, like, I, I don't have any like defined goals with it yet. I'm just having fun right now, but I should probably start an Instagram. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I love it. Yeah. We'll put it in the link in our description. No, I'm yes, you should. I'll post it to my story. Not like I have a million followers, but. Um, So our last sort of question is something that we ask all of our guests, and it's one thing that you would want our listeners to take away from this episode. You know, obviously we talked about a ton of great stuff, but if a listener were to take away one thing after listening, what would you want it to be? Okay. um, I would say, I, I think the most important thing we talked about is the whole comparison thing to other people. I would say the only person that you should be comparing yourself to is your past self. I think that's really important to take away. Um, So, you know, always take time to reflect on your progress. um, And also please chase your dreams because life is too short not to. So go for it. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And where can our listeners find you? Your Instagram, your website, all of the things. Yes. um, My Instagram is at khfilm underscore. And my website is khfilm-photography.com. So that's where you can find me. Awesome. And we have a very fun surprise here because I don't even think we informed Katie about this, but you may have heard it in our other guest episodes. If you've listened, Um, we like to end all of our guest episodes with a game of this or that. So we just have five questions prepared. Um, So it's an extra super surprise this time. Um, Some photography related, some not. So um, Kylie, do you want to kick us off with the first one? Sure. So the first one is spring or fall? Fall. Same. (laughs) Is that like... Do you mean like photo wise or just like life wise? Oh, um, I would say both. Like I like mm-hmm. spring because it's like, oh, summer's coming, but fall, you know, I like the weather better. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. I mean, a lot of people have allergies in the spring. Like spring mm-hmm. is actually my favorite season um, just because I love flowers and I love the feeling of like coming out of the sad winter, but yeah. I feel like it's a hot take because no one ever agrees with me because they're like, oh, the pollen though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like the pollen's that bad this year though. Do you? Not so far, but I feel like I feel like it's coming. It's probably storms coming. are coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next question is: candid or posed? Candid, always. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Do you feel like it's hard to get people like comfortable enough to do that sometimes, though? It it took me some time to learn. Um, the trick is like to keep them moving, and it also depends on the couple. Like sometimes I'll like show up to a shoot, and I can tell the couple. Like I try my best to get couples comfortable but sometimes it just doesn't work as well um Mm. if if couples aren't comfortable in front of the camera you really can't force them you can do things to make them feel better but um you just have to keep them moving you know I'm not about like oh stand here and put your arms around each other like I don't do that I'm like Mm -hmm. okay run towards me and jump into each other's arms stuff like that um Mm -hmm. but like I think at weddings are the only time really when like I think pose are okay because it's like you have to have those portraits but Mm -hmm. um at like an engagement session. I'm like, keep it moving. (laughs) (laughs) So the next one is chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Like with everything. I feel like Mm. some people are like chocolate this, but vanilla this. Are you like chocolate all the way? 
Yeah, like I like Ben and Jerry's like chocolate therapy ice cream. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> I used to not be a big chocolate person at all. Like with candy, especially, I would always choose like a fruity candy over a chocolate candy. And I don't know what happened, but that is not the case anymore. <laughs> like chocolate all the way. It's just the best. Law school happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. It, global pandemic happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> All right, the next one is presets or freestyle editing. Oh, presets. If if I did freestyle editing, I would I would be in front of my computer for 2 weeks for every gallery. Like I the only pre the only like freestyle editing I do is like if I'm doing um like I volunteer for the boys and girls club and do pictures of like the the kids and like I don't do like, I'm not going to edit them, like, moody. Yeah, like, I'm not going to do, like, grainy edits on them because it's, like, just kids, like, playing. Um, so I'll just edit that a little bit. But that's, like, the only time. Like, if it's just, like, for, like, an event that, like, isn't, like, my normal, you know. Um, Why is but, that, like, yeah. so funny to me? Like, just the visual <laughs> of that is, like, hilarious. Like, kids in, like, a soccer field with, like, an influencer preset, like, vibe. That's so funny. Well, I tried. I actually tried. Like, the first time I did it, I was like, well, I was like, I wonder what preset's gonna look the best. I was like, no, no, no. I gotta <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I gotta freehand this one. Um, but yeah, no, if I did freehand, like, on, like, a couple session, that would take me, like, I don't even know. I, I, it would take a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then the last one, and I think we know the answer to this, but the last one is photo or video? Uh, video. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I, I'd say. <laughs> it's, I love, fo- like, I, I feel like people think that I, like, hate doing photos because of the way I talk about it. I love it. Like, it's like when I do, like, a couple session, it's so fun. And I go home and, like, upload the photos immediately and I have so much fun with it. It's just there's something about video that I just get, like, I, like an adrenaline kick when I do it. <laughs> um, so that's why I hope to be doing it, like, more like more than photo like down the line but it's still something I really enjoy Mm -hmm. sure awesome well I think that kind of wraps up this episode of two degrees hotter so I want to say thank you so much to Katie for being our lovely guest on today's episode and inspiring any up-and-coming creatives out there to just chase their dreams and go for it and quit the job you hate (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys so much for having me this was so fun Yeah, of course. And we will have all of Katie's links down below so you know where to find her. And if you're local to, I guess, like, what's the area you would travel right now if people are looking for a session? Yeah, mostly I'm in southern New Hampshire. So um, I usually go like southern Maine, all over New Hampshire and pretty much all over Mass. So if you're interested, just reach out. (laughs) Cool. If you're a northern New England gal, you know where to go (laughs) for your next photo (laughs) needs. Yay. Yeah, and as far as for us, you can follow us on Instagram. That's also in the uh, description down below. And we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Yes, talk then. Bye, guys. Bye.